Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and this is um, episode number 177, Chandra Klebs, my new co-host, on free will, determinism, and abortion. Um, it's December 9th, 2014. Okay, and um, so basically, you know, Chandler will do a segment that um, takes about 11 minutes and, um, you know, he'll basically describe how free will and determinism relate to the issue of abortion. And then what I'll do after that, um, I'll just talk extemporaneously about, I think I'll, I'll talk about an issue that he hasn't completely covered in his segment on determinism and abortion. And then I'll just talk about other things uh, related to free will. All right, well, um, Chandler, you're on. Most of the time, when people say that we have a free will, what they mean is that we make choices which are free of all prior causes, including our genetics and conditioning our genetics that we did not choose and would stay the same throughout our life, our conditioning, our education, all the things we learn from our parents, school, religion, or just daily experience. We are saying that all of that has nothing to do with our choices. That's the concept of free will, that it's free from causality or determinism. So, if you're saying that your choice is free from all prior causes, you are saying that you have no reason whatsoever for choosing to do or say or think what you do. So, yeah, that's saying your choices are a-causal or random. At least that's what it sounds like to me. And I don't believe that. Another thing that people mean when they say that they have a free will is that they could have done otherwise than what they did. They could have chosen to do or say or believe something different in the past than what they did. And the question is, if they could have chosen otherwise, why didn't they? That's false. I mean, because if they could have done otherwise, they would have. That's the way I look at it. And another thing that people mean when they say they have a free will is that they are morally responsible like for what they do because it's completely up to them and so they should be they deserve to be rewarded or punished based on what they do. And no, no, not really because see none of us have a free will and we can't choose to do otherwise than what we are physically able to do, which it gets into our genetics, um, and what we have learned that we can do and, re and understand that we can do it or why we would do it, which implies a cause. Um, yeah, that's it. We, we have to also remember it. So there's just no way anyone makes choices free of causality. Um, and if they did, if you do make a choice that's free of all causes and that, yeah, nothing you were taught, nothing in your past 
including your own existence, which you did not choose, had anything to do with your choice, then you have this basically random or a-causal will. And we have a causal will based on causes, but not an a-causal will. But if your choices have no cause, no reason, they're just random, well, then you can't claim moral responsibility for it either. You can't claim, well, this person randomly chose to rape or kill somebody. Therefore, they deserve to be punished for something random that they did not choose. Because if it's random and has no cause, then you didn't cause it. So there's just no way that we have a free will um, in the sense that we mean it by the three things I mentioned. And those were that it's free of causality, we could have done otherwise, and that we're morally responsible and deserve um, punishment or reward. So yes, it, that's just completely messed up, and I don't believe that anymore. This understanding has great relevance to the subject of abortion. Many other issues as well, of course, but this is specifically about abortion. Because babies don't choose to die of their own free will. No, no, that's not how it works. They're killed um, by an abortionist, in, in the case of abortion specifically. Um, and women don't choose of their own free will to go to an, an abortionist and, and pay them to uh, kill their children. No, 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 no. Women don't get pregnant of their own free will. Okay, let's get this straight. Women don't get pregnant by themselves of their own free will. They don't will themselves to be pregnant. And, okay, that's it. Uh, so that's crazy. Okay. So now, okay, so think about it. We know that sex causes pregnancy. And that without pregnancy, there's no baby to kill in abortion. So, yes. Um, sex is the cause of pregnancy, and, pre and pregnancy is a requirement in order for someone to supposedly choose abortion. But no, 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 wait, wait just a minute now. If you're forced to make a choice, is it a choice? Okay, and this is, this is you have to understand this because this has great relevance. It has, it has such an amazing thing to do with, um, with abortion. And why some people deny that abortion is murder. And I want everyone to understand that. And that's why I'm doing this video. Because there's always a reason why I do something. Um, and, but then you get into, okay, the men who have sex with these women, wh whether or not the woman agreed to it, um, or whether it was a case of rape or some man just raped a woman, um, do these men have a free will? Well, I know many people believe in free will. And they believe that those men... Um, just chose their own free will to rape someone, you know, or to have sex with someone, even though they knew that they, the woman might um, kill the child if she got pregnant. So, I mean, it's still messed up. And so it's, there's no, even if you do believe in free will, which I don't, which I think makes no sense, um, you, you can't argue that it's the choice of the woman or the child, you know. So, so you would say it's the choice of the man that really determines what happens with the woman and the child. Okay, but why do men have sex with women? Because, I guess, because they have a desire to. And I don't know this from personal experience because I'm a virgin. I don't do sex. But from what I hear from other people, apparently sex feels good. 
I don't know. Um, but anyway, the point is, if someone's desire for sex is so great that they're willing to rape someone, well, that's dangerous. So the point is not whether or not they, look, they didn't do it on their own free will because they had a desire. And if you have a desire, well, that influences your decisions. And we do what we want, but we don't choose what we want to do. Just because people don't have a free will and that they are caused to do things based on prior causes, that does not mean that we're all just going to stand by and let them do things. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to do everything in my power to try to stop people from raping or killing or stealing or lying. You know, that's, that's the whole point. Because if you think that I'm telling people they don't have a free will just to give them an excuse to do whatever they want, no, 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 no. The point is people already do what they want, but they don't choose what they want to do. Okay, that's the thing you got to understand. But also, I have no choice but to try to stop them from hurting me or hurting someone else because there is no difference between me and somebody else because neither one of us chose our existence. People don't choose to be raped or injured or killed. They don't choose that and they don't want it. And so in order to create a happier world, a world with much less pain and more pleasure, I will do whatever I know to do. If it's going to make somebody happier, including me, but also other people, then that's what I will do because that's my desire. See, that's the deal. I have that desire. And maybe not everybody has that desire. Maybe not everybody cares about other people. But I do. And others do. And if you are like me, and you want to make a happier world with less pain and more pleasure, if you want to stop the killing, if you want to stop the raping, then you will do whatever you think you can do, whatever you're able to, with whatever resources you have, that's what you will do because you have a will, a causal will, not a free will. Because a free will doesn't make any sense and we don't have a free will. And that's why I so want people to get this. This isn't, this is about if you are pro-life, if you care about the lives of other people, you will want to be against killing. And it's that simple understanding that I want people to understand. And that determinism gives us a better way of understanding that there's reasons why people hurt other people, why they kill them. There's reasons for that. But we also have a reason to try to stop them because it causes pain and because we wouldn't want it done to us. And I hope I made that clear. That is the beauty of causality or determinism and why it's really good that we don't have a free will. Because if we did, there would be no hope for a better change. But... I know that the entire purpose of all debates is because we do 
believe that we can change the minds of other people and cause them to do better in the future. And that is why we are all determinists. Okay, thank you, Chandler. Um, Chandler is very concerned because, um, you know, nobody, nobody believes abortion is right. You know, um, you know, it's something that, you know, it's a very difficult subject um, to a certain extent because, uh, well, for, I mean, you have to understand for tens of thousands of years, human beings, civilization, society, you know, the, the early humans, they, um, child rearing started around 13, 14, you know, puberty. Um, and, you know, in our modern civilization, uh, because of school and our, you know, advanced lifestyles and, and all that, um, we postpone that, you know, sometimes like 15 years. And that creates, you know, while civilization has postponed that aspect of people's lives, our physiology and especially our psychology hasn't advanced along with that. So, you know, naturally people, um, our bodies, our minds aren't designed to wait 15 years after one is 15 to, um, or 10 years, whatever, to, to begin procreating, to begin having sex. So that's, that's one of the problems. But, um, you know, I hope you appreciated Chandler's concern about, you know, lessening abortion, about like just the idea that, um, you know, women don't freely choose to get pregnant, men don't freely choose to impregnate them, and w women don't really freely choose to have abortions. And that's, that's the part that I'm going to focus on. Um, last, last episode, I talked about how 56% of the American public is in denial that climate change is happening and that we're causing it. And, um, and you know, obviously with that, you know, massive amount of people not believing it's happening um, and that we're causing it, just it makes it very, very difficult to, to get done what has to be done about it. Um, with this abortion issue, it's, it's a similar kind of a dynamic, I believe. Um, in other words, just imagine, imagine um, if, if women thought, well, you know, if, if women considered that these thoughts of, of having abortions weren't coming from them, that they were coming from outside of them, you know, from, from something that they couldn't control, you know, it could be that from that perspective, many more women would say, well, I will not allow whatever is like leading me to, to want to abort my child to do that. You know, that might be a reasonable response. Um, what happens, what happens is, um, I mean, I'm guessing, you know, this is something that hasn't been really researched at all because, uh, 
the world still is in the grip of this um, free will belief, and we first need to overcome it to then explore the, the various implications. But what happens, um, I think, with abortion is um, because our society, the vast majority of both men and women, believe that we have a free will, the, the logical correlate to that is that, well, women of their free will are choosing to basically um, destroy their unborn fetuses, you know, basically killing human lives. And, um, and that is, you know, as you can imagine, not a very, very um, comfortable kind of reality to accept. It's not a, um, you know, it's, it's got to be extremely difficult for women in that position. And, um, and so, and the, the difficulty is because they are, you know, because of the belief in free will, they're blaming themselves or they're holding themselves responsible for this. And that's, that's got to be extremely difficult. So, so what, what they tend to do, what society tends to do, tends to kind of like motivate them to do is one of two things. Um, one, they, um, some people will claim that um, a human life isn't a human life until it's born. That, that, that this fetus, you know, we can't consider a human life as long as it hasn't been birthed. Um, I think you might understand how that's not such a um, reasonable um, assessment of the situation. You know, like, the more they learn about unborn fetuses, the more they understand how amazingly active they are, how um, they, they smile, they dream, they interact, you know, with, with sounds in their environment. They're, they're actually quite conscious. Um, so the, the other, I think, kind of um, rationalization women use is that... Um, well, I, I guess it's the same one. It's not really killing. It's not really, you know, taking life. And, you know, I, um, back in the 60s and 70s when, um, when this issue was, was much, much more active, um, there was a euthanasic um, perspective in that, like, a lot of the um, kids that were being aborted initially were from, let's say, inner cities, um, very poor, dysfunctional families, teenage mothers living in a society that doesn't, doesn't um, support teenage mothers, that, you know, basically, they're, they're, you know, back then they were left on their own. That's probably to a great extent how it is today. And so um, I think a, a lot of mothers would, would say to themselves, well, you know, it's, it's in the child's interest, you know, that um, rather than being born to this, you know, what they would consider um, 
very unfortunate circumstances, um, disadvantaged circumstances, and they would think that it's doing the child a favor. Now, all right, both of these reasons, um, I think you can, you can see how they are kind of rationalizations. I mean, the second one, who knows, you know, it's hard to say what happens after we die. But, um, but I think that the salient point is that, um, you know, in effect, um, what we're doing is we're, you know, we're basically ending human lives. Um, it's hard to see the difference between, for example, ending um, a life, you know, three months after conception or a year later, um, three months after um, birth. So, all right, well, Chandler, you know, um, he's bringing, you know, abortion is his issue. I haven't, I haven't dressed it so much, actually, because, um, well, because of politics in a way. I mean, like, Republicans, you know, it, it, it's hard to even talk about it, because, like, one might say, well, Republicans are much more interested in, in solving this abortion problem than Democrats, but you know, if you if you look at the uh, the facts, you know there have been like five Republican conservative Supreme Court justices, you know, on the bench for decades now that could have at any time overturned Roe v. Wade, which allows abortion, and they haven't. So, I think they're much more interested in keeping, for example, religious people supporting Republicans. Um, under the presumption or the hope that they will, you know, end it where, I don't know. But, um, but again, this, um, the important thing here is that, like, there's something that's not being addressed in this whole issue. And, you know, I've always thought that the, um, the Democrats chose the wrong fight. I always thought that, um, that the fight should not have been to get, convince women that it's all right to, to kill unborn fetuses. I always thought the fight should have been to make the conservatives and the Republicans and people who didn't want to um, spend the money to care for um, and support these, these teenage mothers. You know, I always thought that was the fight, so that, that every child born, at least in this country and, and ideally throughout the world, would be insured, you know, um, a minimum amount of care, you know, um, food, clothing, shelter, education, that, that that would be denied no one. You know, that, that I think would have been the fight. Um, so it's unfortunate um, that the Democrats, you know, liberals, progressives just took um, an easier, you know, route, but... All right, but again, like, you know, relative to the um, free will question matter, you know, I think that, um, I think it, it plays a part. You know, if women believe they have a free will as they do, then they, they have to conclude that they're doing that. And, that, you know, you can be in denial, part of you can be in denial, but like part of you you know, part of us, part of women, part of men, part of society understand that an unborn life is still a life, still a human life. And so that, um, 
so that, you know, on, on a certain fundamental level, we know how wrong it is. And I think it's because of the free will belief that we um, can't look at it, you know, um, because it would be so horrible to our, to the women's self-identity, to our self-identity as a world. Um, to imagine, again, like imagine the world tomorrow overcomes this free will belief and, and then women are having people tell them or having thoughts of having an abortion and they're no longer considering those thoughts coming from their free will, they're considering them coming from other people or from some, something outside of them. Then again, I, I, would, I would suspect, I would predict that many women not feeling the, the, um, the guilt of, of, um, of getting pregnant, of, of, um, of needing to abort, without feeling that, then I think they, they might tend to conclude, well, you know, I'm not going to allow this outside force to take my child, you know? Um, it would, it would allow women to see the, the situation more, more realistically, more, um, you know, without the denial. All right, and again, you know, it is a very difficult issue, but um, I think to the extent that we overcome the free will belief, we, we can address it more clearly. Another, you know, just very briefly, it's um, related to, to abortion and climate change. I think uh, there's two other matters that we're completely in denial about, and maybe it has to do with free will too. Um, for example, there's about two billion people on the planet that you know are living on like two dollars, American dollars a day. You know what you can buy in the United States for you know each day, and the other thing is like there's about sixty billion animals that are, that are just being tortured. You know, in fact, factory farms you know, before they reach our plates. And again, if, 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 um, if we didn't have the belief in free will, then I don't think we would be in denial about that either. We'd, we'd see how horrible and how callous and how indifferent and how cruel, you know, the treatment of those 2 billion people and these 60 billion animals, you know, are each year. And we'd take um, steps to, um, to be more merciful. All right, well, um, thank you again, um, Chandler. Um, we'll be back next week exploring another episode on why we don't have free will and why understanding this matters. Thanks. Uh-huh.